From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome back to the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. This episode is number 123 and I'm talking about the unconscious mind. The part of us that is 95% of the mind body. It's most of who we are. Our habits, our routines, our thoughts, emotions, the anxiety system, all runs at an unconscious level. I know thoughts can be conscious, but if they're reflexive enough, right? If they are practiced for a long period of time, those thoughts can be reflexive and pop up under your conscious awareness and then produce emotions that make you stop and say, hey, where did those emotions come from? Why am I feeling this way? I don't even remember how I got to where I am. And so that's the power of the unconscious. But before I get into that, I want to go over your comments on last week's episode, the forgiveness episode, which was super powerful. And I hope you have found that episode to be powerful. MSM Theory says, I'm so grateful I found you. Uh, Thank you for your comment. I'm grateful for your comment. And keep listening to the podcast, keep listening to the videos, and keep growing, keep striving to be better than you currently are. And so thank you for your comment. Jesse Bustos says, thank you, Brad. I like listening to your video. Makes me feel much better. Thank you, Jesse, for your comment. Alex Lynn says, I believe forgiveness is the only way forward. Doing your exercise was powerful. I cried and felt a release. Thank you. Thank you, Alex, um, for letting me know what you thought about the episode. And yes, doing this exercise in, in that forgiveness episode is powerful because you tap into the unconscious mind. You're bringing up unresolved emotional baggage between you and somebody else in your life. We all have that. Even every day we have that to some degree. And we might get into a fight with somebody and that emotional baggage can increase in weight. And that's why for many days after the fight, you continue to ruminate and obsess over the thoughts of the fight because your unconscious is trying to understand what happened. So this exercise helps you understand what exactly happened. And then it helps you to release that baggage, that tie with that person. So you can start fresh with them. Really powerful episode. Robin Sharma has a great quote. He says, forgiveness isn't approving what happened, it's choosing to rise above it. That's powerful. 
So let's get into the unconscious mind. First of all, it makes up to 95% of us, the mind body, right? It's most of the iceberg that's underwater. You just see the little tip. That's the conscious mind. And then the huge part of the iceberg underwater is your unconscious mind. It's your computer software. Excuse me. If you don't update that software, you become outdated fairly quick. And you see that all the time out in public. You see somebody who's like 50 years old who acts like a 20-year-old. Or you may know somebody in your family who just doesn't grow up, who doesn't get out of that phase, and they're running old software. That software needs to be updated and a lot of the program programs need to be uninstalled. So you think, wow, they are still doing that bad habit they know to be bad for them. They're still caught in that cycle. They're still doing those habits that are only causing them pain. Right. And we just want to slap that person, right, to snap them out of it. And so, if you look more closely at the words anxiety disorder, the word disorder holds a lot of truth to it. Disorder, order, order that is disrupted, right? When there's not enough order, you fall into too much chaos, and in chaos, in the unknown, your anxiety systems remain active. And that's why a lot of people suffering from anxiety, they feel emotionally drained continuously. Their anxiety systems are active 24-7, right? Their foot is on the gas pedal, but the car is in park. And the the car is burning up so much fuel. And it's just the car is burning up resources like mad. And when you change your circumstances, the, the habits you do daily, your life choices, you change who you are. And you can sacrifice certain tasks, you can sacrifice certain habits today so that the future you can be better. You can prepare your current self for the future so that there will be less chaos than there needs to be, right? The unconscious plays a big role in this. So first, your unconscious regulates your behaviors. What you do repeatedly gets automated. It becomes habitual. That's why it can be difficult to let go of already programmed negative habits and routines. Your unconscious is so familiar to those routines that have been practiced. The more you practice something, the more it becomes habitual. So replacing one habit with another 
is important for this. And when I stopped seeing a negative friend, I had a lot of free time on my hands. And that free time, that boredom would inevitably push me back to see him. That's why you can easily fall back in, into your old destru destructive patterns, right? So I would occupy my time with new habits like reading, going to the gym, writing, and taking an online course. And then when I would see the benefits of this habit or these multiple habits, I would get this dopamine kick and I would feel good. I would feel proud of what I did during the day. I'd feel like I spent my time. It, it was, it was, it was worthwhile, right? I didn't procrastinate. I got things done. I got somewhere else today. And then because of that dopamine kick, the likelihood of me doing those habits again increased. They were much higher because I felt great doing them. I felt the benefits of doing those habits. I mean, the habits, the destructive habits I used to do caused me a lot of negative pain, caused me a lot of pain after I would do them. And they would feel good for the moment. Like if I were to procrastinate and go hang out with that negative friend, eat Cheetos, watch movies all day, smoke pot, then afterwards I will feel the negative effects of my actions. I would feel like I wasted the day. I, the, the, the Cheetos I would eat would make me feel drowsy would spike my blood sugar, right? Um, would cause me foggy mind. Uh, the absorption of my negative friend's energy would, would cause me to have a lot of negative energy. There's a lot of consequences to, to those negative habits. But when I start, when I started to see the positives of the new habits I was adopting, I was like, wow, I should do this more often. I should do this breathing exercise more often. I should learn about new things more often. I should read more books more often and because I, I started to feel better, right? And so your body needs routine. It needs routine. And so going to bed and waking up at different times disrupts your circadian rhythm and disrupts your order. And so having a consistent sleep and wake time regulates that circadian rhythm and you will feel more refreshed from sleep. And so those who lack REM sleep over time will inevitably experience anxiety and restlessness. That's inevitable. So the unconscious mind needs routine. It wants to regulate itself. 
And the unconscious mind also represses unresolved emotional issues. Past highly emotional memories you don't want to confront. You don't want to deal with. And this causes an imbalance in the body. Those unresolved issues will do their best to make themselves known again. And that can be through symptoms and negative emotions. And the reason why they do their best to make themselves known is so that you can figure out what happened and resolve them so they can be let go of. You can release them from the body. The baggage can be lifted, right? You can, I use this metaphor all the time, but it's the glass full of water, right? If you pour more water in into an already full glass, the water's just going to overflow. And so you see that not only with yourself, but with other people, if they're already stressed, if they're suffering from severe anxiety and one negative thing happens to them, even if it's small, they will burst like a volcano with negative emotion. They'll lose it, right? That's because there's so much baggage, right? That needs to be let go of. And the fear response, the fear response is unconscious. The amygdala, the fight, flight, or freeze response is unconscious. And it needs to be in order to keep you safe. So if you flee from an environment where you had a panic attack and then return to that environment sometime later, unconsciously, your anxiety response will activate and let you know that this place is unsafe. So basically, it's saying to you, remember last time you were here? Remember what happened? Your anxiety response associated the environment as something predatory because you ran away from it. You reacted to the environment as if it was a threat to your life, right? And that's what happened to me multiple times when I ran away from the environment. My anxiety systems then associated that environment to something predatory. And the next time I showed up, my anxiety systems activated and I felt the symptoms <clears throat> of anxiety. My anxiety was worse the second time I showed up. And we can't think whether to respond to a predatory cat as either a threat or not, right? And if we did, we would be dead by the time we thought about it, right? Sometimes you might even be walking in the woods and you see a stick on the ground that resembles a snake or you see some movement in the, the grass near you and you sort of, you startle, you freeze, right? 
That's your anxiety system working unconsciously. It detected snake-like behavior and we co-evolved with snakes. So that predatory system is pretty much already built in within us and seeing something that resembles some sort of threat to you will trigger your anxiety without you even thinking about it. And so it has to work unconsciously. It needs to be extremely quick. And, you know, it is. It is extremely quick. And so your emotions, your emotions can be unconscious as well. So thoughts cause emotions and if you are not aware of your thoughts, you can have a emotion you don't particularly want, right? So if you're not aware of your thoughts and you feel the negative emotion you don't want to feel, you can change your thoughts and then change your emotions, right? But sometimes... And most of the time, even, I'd say, your thoughts are reflexive. If you've practiced negative thoughts for a long period of time, then they can pop up unconsciously without your awareness. You, and you may feel the negative emotion associated to those negative thoughts. So you may be walking around during the day and you might feel negative emotions. You might feel anxious and stressed. And somebody asks you, what are you stressed about? And you say, I'm not even sure. That's reflexive thoughts. You can't pinpoint the, the moment where that you've thought of something and that thought has led you down a bad path. And so reflexive thoughts mean that those thoughts pop up in your mind without any conscious awareness. And so that's the unconscious mind in a nutshell. There's more to the unconscious mind than that. But just think of when you're driving on the highway and you get so caught up in your mind that you show up at your destination and you don't even realize how you managed to get off the highway and turn all those corners to get to where you are because you were so caught up in your mind. I've had those moments and that's the unconscious mind on auto, on working you on autopilot, right? You're on autopilot. The unconscious mind is doing that because that route that you're taking right to work has become so habitual. It has become so routine that you don't need to really think critically about where to turn. What, where do I have to get off on the highway? You've been doing it a hundred, 200 times. So when you go and practice a new habit, it's going to be difficult at first because it's new, right? It's causing a lot of resistance. But the more you engage in that new habit, the more that habit becomes habitual. And then in a month, 
it will become so habitual that it won't require as much conscious thought, right? It'll be working to some degree at a unconscious level. Very, very powerful. It's important to know the unconscious mind so that you can work with it to overcome anxiety and add more order to the chaos you are in. And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please, if you haven't already, go over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. And if you're listening to this podcast on YouTube, you can leave a comment and leave a like and subscribe. That would mean a lot to me as well. And lastly, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode or video. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.